I admire others and their stories. I admire conscious connections. Getting to know people and learning from them in small and big ways. <laughs> Here's to connecting with others and sharing their stories and experiences from their mouths to your ears. I'm going to drink a beer. It's Thursday night. I feel like this is a great way to have a sip of a beer and listen to some amazing conversations happening. So I we'll wish just... I could. I wish I could <laughs> join you. I have water because I'm technically on prep, but well, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> cheers, cheers to an amazing episode. Woo. All right. I'm excited. Oh, Alexia Minardo. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. This episode is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Like anybody can do it. It has everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you host on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started with your own podcast. I'm excited to listen to yours. Now here is mine. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Chat with J-Bax. I'm here with my beautiful guest, Alexia Minardo. How's it going, girl? Hi, it's going great. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for having me. I'm so excited to have you. And I hope anyone on our podcast who's listening goes to YouTube and comes and sees how beautiful you look. The background's going well. Your hair's on point. We're wearing matching <laughs> tanks. Kind look at of. Us. Can oh, we do a yeah. kitty gain plug? Kitty gain. Yes. Plug it in. <laughs> well, I have had the pleasure of watching Alexia through the pandemic, and I started following her when the pandemic really started, and it was a breath of fresh air, and there was just so much positivity and beauty and creativity on your page. <laughs> and when I followed you and I watched your feed, I found that you weren't just this fit chick when I, that's kind of how I stumbled upon you. I was like, oh, she's super fit. She's really like focused on her, her body, her mentality. But then I started to see more that you dance and you're a performer and you truly shine through your <laughs> movements and you look just so free. Thank you so much. You're the sweetest. <laughs> I definitely have always felt from the beginning this calm, uh, natural connection between the two of us as I feel like very in alignment with you and your purpose and what you do and the vibe on your page. And for you, like, I always find that your page helps me move deeper into my practice and it's the reminders that I constantly need myself so anytime I see you it kind of feels like 
we're mirroring each other. Like you always feel like a mirror for me um, and a, a safe space on, on my feed. So thank you so much for adding calm and beauty into my life in that way. Yeah. Definitely. And I feel the same way with you. And that's why it's so important for me to have had you on this episode because you are so inspiring. And I know I'm inspired. And I know that anyone who's going to listen to this episode is going to be inspired by you because of everything you can encompass and that you share out in the world. Thank you. I truly appreciate that. And I hope the same. definitely well I would love to talk I mean there's so many things I want to talk about with you you uh, can I just like don't even know where to start but I know that I really want to get into you know you what makes you you can you give us a background of yourself and you know how you are where you are today I'm going to give you the Coles notes version of of Alexia All right. So I started dancing when I was five years old and I basically trained my whole life. I've been dancing my whole life. Uh, went all the way throughout high school. I started dancing competitively when I was like seven years old. Um, yeah. And then went through high school and I was just still so in love with the craft that I I didn't want to part ways with it. I I felt like I still had more to discover within myself. Um, So then I went to Ryerson University and I got my Bachelor of Fine Arts in dance there, which was a wonderful and beautiful challenge. Uh, They also left us very well-rounded as performers because we also had to take like acting classes and singing Mm -hmm. classes. Um, A little fun fact. Um, I went to school with um, Mina Masood, who is the main actor of Aladdin. So he graduated. Shout out to Mina. He's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, he graduated in our in our year with us. So and there's also so many other incredible people that came yeah. from that program. But I'm just very proud to come from the same training um, with so many wonderful artists. It's so inspiring. Yeah. And you came from the program. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And when I graduated, I started going to auditions and I was scared. You know, it's it's a I guess as it's not a traditional career path. So I knew it would be a lot of hard work and a lot of rejection. But I just started auditioning and I was really blessed. I started booking some tours internationally. So I had the opportunity to dance in China and Singapore and Qatar, uh, the Bahamas. So it was it was a it was a fun way to start my performance career, to say the least. Yeah. Um, and then once you set the bar that high for yourself, when you feel that level of joy in a in a scenario where you're supposed to be working, mm-hmm. you're like, I feel like I'm feel like I'm scamming the system here. Like, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Like this is work. Like obviously rehearsals are long and, and tiring and stuff, but it, when you're on that stage, mm, oh, it's like ecstasy, like no other, like this natural excitement and joy that lives within you. You just, at that moment, I felt truly connected to my purpose. 
Yeah. And Mm -hmm. when you say your purpose, you know, can you define that for us? Uh, Absolutely. So in that moment as a performer, I know that. So for example, we were performing for young kids in a lot of the countries that I went to and seeing the smiles on their faces and taking pictures with them after shows, um, just knowing how much joy it brought them and how much joy entertainment brings to audiences. It's a beautiful thing to be able to connect and to express myself through my movement, but also know that I'm connecting with people I've never met before on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. And I know that sometimes life can get really um, scary and, and dark and art gives us that ability to escape from that for a yeah. little bit and um, just jump into a, an alternate universe, essentially, which is filled with wonder and excitement and, and love and passion. And I'm just, I feel fortunate that I've been able to bring that to audiences all over the world. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, life can get dark. It can get, you know, sad. Do yeah. you, have you ever felt those emotions and did you feel that oh. dance kind of like, or performing kind of pulled you out? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I always noticed as a young child and I didn't even know, I would just always say to my mom when I was little, if I was on summer break or Christmas break and I was away from dancing every day, I would say to her, mommy, I don't understand. Like, I just feel so sad. Or I would start getting really moody, like really cranky. And and she would just be like, oh, it's because you need to dance. And it's, that's exactly what it is. It's, and then I said to her, as I got older, like, I don't know how to express my emotions any other way. I don't know how to release my emotions without dance. Um, and after I'm, after I was performing professionally for a few years, um, I started or actually I went through a breakup. Mm-hmm as most of us, many of us do. And I basically got into a bit of a heartbreak depression. And during the time that it was happening, I didn't really realize how depressed I was, but I knew that I needed to take care of myself and and nurture my body to find a way to heal. And I started working out because I didn't have access to dance classes every single day, like when I was in school Mm -hmm. and taking classes expensive. And as an artist, we're trying to save money and we're trying to eat. So it's hard. Like we want, (laughs) we want jobs so that we can make money, but in order to keep training, you have to take class. It, It just adds up. Anyways, I started going to the gym with my friend as just it was like she was like oh you should come with me I ended up falling in love with fitness and it was another way of releasing Mm -hmm. emotions which I found out it's the movement it's any form of movement that really helps me cope even if it's as simple as going for a walk it even helps me 
if I'm trying to think of concepts for choreography or for a, a TikTok, let's say, or something I have to write or anything I have to do creatively, if I'm on a walk, it, it's easier for me to think of, of something versus me staying stagnant mm -hmm. in my room. If I sit down and I'm like, okay, we need to think of something good. The creativity doesn't work that way. Like you could yeah. sit there thinking and thinking and nothing's going to come to you. But for me, it's like, if I get my body moving, if I'm at the gym, if I'm doing something else, then that's when the amazing idea comes to me. Yeah. So it's almost like, I almost was going to ask the question of, you know, is it, um, is it meditative to do those things? And it may be meditative, but it sounds like for you, it's in a meditative form. It's the, the things start clicking your brain yeah. starts moving and that's like yeah. an active meditation in yeah. two different forms. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I do find that the practice of meditation in itself mm -hmm. has helped me focus mm -hmm. more and I'm less distracted because I'm able to come back to what I'm doing versus just get lost in a train of of what I need to do for tomorrow or what I need to make for dinner. Like it, it allows me to stay focused and truly mm -hmm. quiet my mind to tap into areas that I need to creatively. Yeah, definitely. And when you do meditations, do you do them in more of a seated lying down stance or do you try yes. and do any movement? It depends how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Typically I like to stay seated. Mm -hmm. If I'm practicing in that way, I will do walk like walking meditations mm -hmm. as well so that's different just depends what mood I'm in but mm -hmm. typically seated works best for me and I love having meditation music on yes that helps my mind move I guess maybe I don't know as a dancer like I just music is a window to my soul so yeah it helps me and some people I know are, it's either one or the other. It's either you have music to guide you or the music's almost distracting to them. Yes. And I'm definitely with the music where it's like, I'll even wake up in the morning and while I'm getting ready for my day, I'll put on like some like high frequency waves just to kind of like set myself up for success. So I'm like yeah. kind of moving through it and like my body's moving, whether I'm doing a yoga on my own or I'm reading something. Yeah. The music's still in the background. And I think that kind of, drag not drowns out the thoughts but allows me to stay like stay with the music if thoughts come yeah. in come back to the music oh yeah. yeah it's almost like music um resembles breath or something yes yes you know definitely it feels like the two go hand in hand mm -hmm. and and that's a thing in meditation you're constantly bringing yourself back to your breath as an anchor yes. so yeah I totally agree with you the music almost feels like an anchor for me yeah, definitely. Well, when you, when you got into moving your body in the gym, do mm -hmm. like, how did that pair together with dancing? Well, I mean, it works well together because you need to stay so physically fit mm -hmm. for the job. Yeah. And I knew that I needed to keep training. The last thing I want to be is tired mm -hmm. during a gig. If mm -hmm. I have to show up to someone's wedding, and I'm performing at someone's wedding. <laughs> the last thing I want to be thinking of is like 
overexertion or me mm-hmm. like being scared that my heart rate is gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be able to keep up or I'm gonna get too tired. Yeah. That should be the last thing. I just want to show up, feel strong, confident, do my job, be a part of that couple's day and leave. Like I I just think it's part of being a professional is nurturing your instrument. And as a dancer, your body is your instrument. So mm-hmm. if you're not maintaining it and maintaining it well you're not gonna get work yeah that's just my in my opinion like and I know too I'm I'm 29 now so the goal is longevity Mm -hmm. keeping my body uh, limber and healthy for as as long as I possibly can whatever years I can squeeze out of my dance career I, I want to so yeah you are an incredible 29-year-old. Oh. Are you are you kidding me? What? Holy shit. Like, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, that's amazing because I'm about to be 27 and I'm oh. looking at myself and I'm like, how long can I keep this up? I hear you. Look at I'm you. A- You're an inspiration. <laughs> Girl, you know what? Do you want to know what my driving factor is? People always ask me what motivates me. Yes. God willing, of course, but 95 year old Alexia, I'm doing this for her because you know what? The work starts now. I want 95 year old Alexia to be, um, limber, uh, self-sufficient, moving around, kicking ass. (laughs) And I want to have my wits about me. I want to remember things and I'm trying to prevent disease now. Like people mm-hmm. are like, Oh wow. Like you work out a lot, but it's like, if not now, then when, mm-hmm. when it's too late. Cause if you don't invest now, you pay for it later with illness and disease. So mm-hmm. hopefully, I mean, God willing, you never know what could happen to each of us. Each day is a blessing, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I'm taking the proper preventative measures to extend my life span. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's like really important because a lot of people Mm -hmm. just are like, they do it for, to look good. That's like, yeah. but essentially like it's, it's for the future of you. Exactly. Exactly. And I think your why has to be so much deeper than losing or gaining weight Mm -hmm. because that's not what's going to get you to the gym every day. My why, another one of my whys is also my mental health. Mm-hmm. I know that if I don't move my body, my mental health starts declining rapidly mm-hmm. and fast. So I know for me, that's an important non-negotiable mm-hmm. in my life. And that's one of my favorite parts of my day. Yeah. Uh, there was a chapter in my life where I was like, oh, this is strenuous. And, and of course there's days I don't feel like going and I'm just exhausted, but I love going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. It's a safe space. Honestly, when you, when you make it a safe space and I, I say that, and I literally just push myself back a little bit because I say it's a safe space because I think for you and I, it's a safe space. Yes. But I know there are some people, especially starting off, Mm. they don't experience it as a safe space. Yeah. I hear you. I remember that time. Yeah. And can you talk about that time? Yeah. I think it was super important. I was I was intimidated by the machines. Mm-hmm. I was intimidated about people looking at me, people yep. judging me, caring what I'm wearing, et cetera. And I think it was 
it was nice for me to have support. My best friend was training for a bikini competition at, at the time. So she just brought me in and she showed me how the machines work. It was someone that I trusted, someone that I had fun with. Um, and then I slowly started to gain my confidence. And the thing is with anything, the more you do it, the more confident you get. And, you know, you start to develop your own little comforts. Like there would be a favorite corner of the gym I would always go to. Mm -hmm. I would wear my hat so that I, you know, would feel focused and not distracted by other people or big headphones because I, at the time I, I didn't want people coming over to talk to me. Um, and I mean, it's not that I'm a mean person and I don't want people talking to me. It's just sometimes in a gym setting, um, as a, as a female males do come over to you to try and talk to you. And, and mm -hmm. I'm super flattered. I'm not, I'm not bashing on, on guys. I've, I've come across many respectful men, especially at my gym now. Mm -hmm. Um, but at that time I was very insecure and I was like, I just want to stay in my own world. Definitely. <laughs> so I just navigated. And then YouTube, I learned so much from YouTube yes. and the internet. And I followed my favorites like Nikki Blackadder, mm -hmm. Heidi Summers, Whitney Simmons. There's, and now at this time, there's so many more. Like mm -hmm. when I first started, those were just like the OGs and there was a few of them, but now there's so much access to information everywhere. Yeah. And there's so much access. And I, I always say that, you know, the fitness industry, especially on Instagram, TikTok is saturated, oh, but, it is. but like live reflection right now, it shows that anyone can do it. Yes. Literally. It's like people going into the gym and like following girls who like just started their Instagram accounts and then seeing them two years from when they started the confidence they have literally makes me want to scream I know. happiness. I'm like, Holy I shit. Know. I remember when you were so nervous to post that picture or to, you know, videotape yourself in the gym and look at you for sure. Sharing yourself and being so confident because you worked at it five times a week, four times a week, whatever it may be. And you started showing up on a platform that has a lot of hate. I know. And I'd oh. love to get into that because I know a TikTok of yours recently blew up <laughs> and there was a lot that went down on that. Let's talk about it. There was. Um, I just wanted to make a tribute video so I just had a concept and it's a concept that I've seen done before. And I wanted mm -hmm. to just do it in my own way as like a short girl Yeah, yeah. in the gym. A lot of the machines there, you have to maneuver them in a way that you can actually use them. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different machines that you have difficulties with as a shorty. Yeah. So Anyways, I just made this TikTok of like a guy helping me up to the pull-up bar. Now, normally I would just stand on a box or do something to help myself just do it. Yeah. But I wanted to do a cute concept. And, and when you're making something like a TikTok, you need to over-dramatize it, I guess. And as a For dancer, sure. well, because I want people, you want people to get the message, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's creative. You are using your creativity brain. But I didn't think I was going to get so much, uh, what's, what's it called? I guess hate or mm -hmm. like people were very, very passionate 
about the fact that I should have just got a box or like, I didn't even, you didn't even try to jump. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Like the thing with social media is it's incredible when something goes viral. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a cool feeling and it's great for exposure. However, the downside to it is that you're getting everyone's opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And people just think they know you and make judgments from a 10 second video, which is wild Mm because you never know what someone's going through. Or there was even a person that was like all that for three pull-ups. First of all, the video cut off before I like it cut off as I was as I was doing my third pull up. Mm -hmm. But I was I just found it very interesting that people are so bold in their in their assumptions and their judgments and and whatnot. When I'm like, you don't know if someone's just recovering from an injury. Mm -hmm. You don't know if someone struggled to get out of bed that day. And it was just so shocking to see that some of those comments, like even like, oh, all that for three pull-ups came from another fitness person. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you should know better. Yeah. As a fitness, as a fellow fitness person, there's no competition. First of all, it's about us getting stronger than we were yesterday. Yes. And there's room for everyone at the top. That's a big one. But you just should not judge people because you don't know what they're going through. And I, yeah. I, I just can't believe that that people don't understand the magnitude of how powerful their words are. Yeah. And I think if, if people truly understood just how powerful they are and how much of an impact they have on the world, then they wouldn't use those words or maybe they would, but I wouldn't, I know how powerful words are and I would never, I would never ever want to be the reason that someone doesn't want to get out of bed or go back to the gym or feel insecure about themselves ever. And I think that's the biggest the biggest thing is be kind. Oh yeah. To every single person, to yourself, especially if you weren't kind to yourself, I'm sure that these comments would have been so much more damaging than what they may have been. Yeah. There's some, there's like even new terms that like the younger kids are talking about. They called me a pick me girl. I didn't even know what that meant. What did Urban Dictionary say? No. Well, it's basically like a girl, I think that like just seeks the attention of males, kind of like a simp, but in like female form. And I was mm. like, okay, interesting. <laughs> but it's kind yeah. of like, I felt like I was in high school all over again, just like being judged so hardcore. But at the end of the day, it makes your videos do better. <laughs> <laughs> Keep commenting. Come on. <laughs> Keep commenting. I just, the thing is, I don't like knowing that there's so much negativity going down. Yeah. So I would just distance myself from the app and not open it and look at it while it was happening because then it was affecting my mood. So I, I knew I needed to set like that boundary Yeah. for myself and my mental health. Yeah, definitely. And do you think, you know, for your mental health, like distancing yourself from social media, if there are any hatred going on, especially when it's targeted at you, what else do you do to kind of keep your mental health in a state of, of enlightenment or a higher frequency? Yeah. Um, well, meditation being the main one, of course, I have my practice in the morning. That Mm. one's a sure thing all the time. I swear by it. Um, 
Is it like and five, I, 10 minutes or what exactly is the I practice? Like to do 15, I like to do 15 to 20. Okay. And it, it varies based on how I'm feeling when I mm-hmm. wake up, but I typically go through various amounts of breath work and like a body scan mm-hmm. and basically either holding on to a mantra or it's just basically what I need on the yeah. day of. Yeah. And that's important to recognize. I feel like a lot of people just kind of like loosey goosey choose, which is okay, especially when you're getting into the practice. But I am so big on, especially when it comes to affirmations, you know, I'm obsessed with mm, affirmations. You're the queen of affirmations. Queen of affirmations. Thank you for saying that. I love that. Um, but it's like, if you're feeling a certain way that day, that morning, if you mm-hmm. say like, I am like, if I'm saying I'm not, if I don't feel like I'm enough that day, Mm-hmm. me saying to myself, I am enough and like holding my heart in my stomach and like really kind of like letting all of the energy flow through me and like telling my heart, telling my gut, like you are enough. So telling myself yeah. that day for what I need, which sounds like that's what you do with meditation and yeah. mantras. I try my best. And then the other thing is applying mindfulness to mm-hmm. your life daily. It really staying grounded in the present moment and honoring what you're feeling in that moment and really trying to hear what you're going through and experience. Um, I've really tried to practice leaning in to what I'm feeling, especially if they're uncomfortable emotions. Yeah. We have a tendency to want to run because it feels icky. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of the time when people start their, their healing journey or their meditation journey, they're expecting that every time they're going to sit down to practice, it's going to feel like daisies. And it really, it doesn't. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it feels beautiful and blissful and wonderful and connected. Other times it feels strenuous. Um, other times it feels like you're opening your soul and you feel absolutely naked and raw yes. and yes. messy. But that there is so much beauty in that because in that discovery, you see what parts of yourself still need healing and the, the not so favorable parts of yourself that you're like, Oh, like I didn't realize just how broken that was. Yeah. But at least I have an awareness now to fix it. Like healing starts, I think with, with a deep awareness and and self-awareness. I literally got chills when you said that, like bringing awareness to what you need to heal. And I think so many people kind of think of healing as, okay, it's going to be fine. Like I'll just okay, I'm oh, poof, we're done. But like yeah. healing is, it takes time. It takes pain. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but you, you have to work to crawl sometimes to get to yes. that tunnel. And when yes. you recognize awareness, when you become aware of something that you need to actually heal or something that you need to work on, what are the steps that you take to start healing that specific part of yourself? Um, I think patience is, patience is a a wild skill that I need to practice daily. Um, and understanding that I'm going to fail and be compassionate towards that. I think just offering myself more compassion, uh, towards my failures and realizing that it's part of the human experience towards growth. Mm -hmm. a lot of us hate the feeling of of failing at something that we're trying to do even if we're trying to heal but that's that's part of learning because each time you fail you get stronger yeah you get wiser um 
but also it was readjusting my 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 frame of thought towards what happiness Mm. is and that happiness is not um and a destination it's not mm-hmm. like this oh one day I will be there and I will get there and, and then it's going to stay like that happiness is very much an up and down journey so I guess it's like this hopefully yeah. um and knowing that there's going to be dark days there's going to be dark chapters mm-hmm. is part of it and and knowing that you can do little things yourself every day that that will make facing those dark chapters easier there's a beautiful quote we must not wait for the sea or hope for the sea to rest we must learn to sail in high winds Mm -hmm. and I I just love that it's like I always find in life once you go through this massive hurdle and you hear from it you're like whoo we did it (laughs) we made it And then life goes, okay, time to level up. Mm -hmm. Here's a new, a new level of problems, Mm. but you're not going at it as a beginner. You're going at it from experience. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I love the way you phrase that because when you say level up, it just reminded me of a time where it was, it was earlier this year where I was on my Instagram story saying like, I'm going to level up people look at me. It's June. I'm going to take the, like take life by the balls and I'm going to fucking go. I love and, <laughs> thank you. And when I said that it was the beginning of June and by June 4th, shit hit the fan, Oh, hit I- the fan. And I, I literally broke down. I was oh. constant. I was, it was 6am. I was, I experienced my first anxiety attack almost panic attack and it, that was oh, no. really scary for me yeah and anytime I would talk to someone whether it's my mom or one of my best friends I would just I couldn't even form words because I was yeah I I was in this dark place I was going through a breakup I was moving oh, into a new place it, it was it was wild and I think what really got me was I told myself and I told all my followers I'm leveling up so I almost had this like everyone was seeing that I wasn't leveling up anymore. So I had eyes on me and I almost got in my head where it's like, shit, everyone's expecting me to level up. So I Mm -hmm. need to do that for myself, but I need to do it for them instead. And I didn't Mm. give myself the patience or the gentleness. And I take every single ounce of a moment and experience as a growing moment. And looking back at it now, I really had to separate myself from who gives a fuck what anyone sees of me and thinks about me like they're not they're not being like oh is Jess leveling up today no (laughs) there's I totally hear you and I I empathize with everything you went through and I feel like I feel you yeah yeah (laughs) I feel you and in a sense you were even if it didn't feel like you were leveling up you were yeah you still were Mm mm-hmm because the universe doesn't make you level up in the way you think it's going to. It makes you level up in the way that, that the universe needs you to develop for the betterment of this planet. Yes. And to evolve into your highest self. So you're amazing. And don't you forget it. Even in your weakest season, 
you're still a force to be reckoned with. And there's still so much strength and beauty in the struggle. Yeah. Like, I feel like beauty comes in so many different forms. Even if you're watching an insanely sad piece of a dance piece on stage Mm -hmm. and it's gut-wrenching and it feels like, oh my gosh, this is, the dancer looks like she's tortured on stage. There's so much beauty in that. And it doesn't feel like that when you're going through it. It feels like you're dying. But the evolution of you after that is, there's just so much strength about to blossom. Yeah. Just so wild. Oh, yeah. I mean, like looking back on that time, like, I mean, it took me about a month and a half to truly get out of it. And again, that's that's gentleness. That's patience and a month and a half like holy shit like of that's me, a pretty quick kickback time exactly well yeah but then and like for me I kind of see it because I'm like oh I went through this huge transformation after like the pandemic really allowed me to shift and I and I turned around myself in so many different ways I started being more mindful and being more gentle and Alessia if you would have known me in 2019 you would have been like who the fuck are you you really? would not have, you would not, I am a totally different person. Oh, I'm than so who proud of you. Thank you. So proud of you. Or actually I, I hear you because it, it feels like you're a different person, but I think you, you stripped away things that were not you and you returned to who you actually are. <laughs> That's how I feel about you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm crying. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's true though, because that it was just like you, sometimes we need to get out of our own way Yeah. and, and just sink into who we are. And, you know, like the universe plants, this is from Elizabeth Gilbert, one of my favorite authors, the universe plants little gems inside each and every one of us. And it's our job to discover them. And I, I just feel like we all yeah. have this beauty and untapped talent within us yeah. and it is just our job to strip away what society what parenting what what friends what bad teachers what you know it's just <laughs> social media it's our job to strip that away and be like what is what is here for me to discover what is here for me to tap into and to bring to the world yeah. It's like gold mining, basically trying to find yeah. gold. And I love that you said that, you know, stripping away like parenting and stripping away friendships and all of these things. Yes. And that's definitely something like during the pandemic, I was stripping away things I became. And that was from old relationships. Oh yeah. Friendships, parenting. And, you know, I, something that I would, I always say is I was very, I was very impatient. I wasn't very calm. I would react so fast. And I believe I got it from just my parents and the way I was raised. And I love my parents so much. So like when I'm trying to actually take kind of chip away from being that way, I'm like, I still love them. And and they, they did everything amazingly. But like, these are things that I kind of, I helped thinking that that's who I was. And then I realized that's just not who I want to be anymore, which is amazing. 
That's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes back to having that deep sense of self-awareness and mindfulness to, to really be able to sit down, quiet your mind and notice that when those intrusive thoughts do come in, do they resonate with you? Do they feel true to who you are on a molecular level? Yeah. Or whose thoughts were those? Yes. Oh, they were that dance teacher when I was 11 years old that was telling me that I was too overweight, that I was not good enough. Yeah. That's not me. That was her projecting Mm -hmm. whatever she was going through in her life. She took that into the classroom in front of young moldable minds and was careless with her words yeah and I as a dancer I believe in tough love Mm -hmm. I I don't want a teacher that's going to go easy on me I don't want praise I don't want it to be an easy go however there's a fine line between that and abuse verbal abuse especially in the dance world so my whole life as growing up being scrutinized looking at my body in a mirror and And coming out of all of it, I'm so proud of myself for maintaining a healthy relationship with food and nourishment and, and making it out, coming out the other end and still like loving myself. I'm still hard on myself. Obviously I have to deal with my perfectionism all the time. Sometimes it feels paralyzing, but we're working on it. (laughs) We are a work in progress constantly, constantly. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. No one's perfect. Exactly. But we would be so boring if we were perfect. Yes. We love movies because of the struggle. Mm -hmm. We love watching a a beautiful struggle and someone overcoming their struggle. I'm more interested in how a person became how they came versus Mm -hmm. just like their end success. Yes. I want to know their backstory and what makes them tick. I want to know how they got there. I'm so much more impressed by someone that came from a hard life than someone that was just like born into it. I mean, it's a blessing that they were no hate towards them, but I'm I'm just, I love a good backstory. I love a good fight. Yeah. And I think like, that's the the greatest thing. I mean, me connecting with, with you, other people on this Mm. podcast, other people. I mean, I, I moved to the city of San Francisco alone. I didn't have any. So brave. It, I love connecting. I, and I, that's the thing. I love hearing about people's stories because I see them on one level and I'm like, oh, you're this way. And then mm. as, as I usually do, the first conversation I have, I'm like, what traumas do you have? You know, what yeah. makes you who you are? And to actually hear yeah. them open up and be like, you know, I, I was raised this way, or I have, I'm struggling a lot with, with this emotion or this feeling because of this. Mm. It's so interesting to see one, how strong people are. They're so fucking strong. And I am so proud of so many people because they don't give themselves enough credit half the time. Mm. And I'm like, holy shit. Do you see where you are today? Do you see that all of this taught you and you pulled yourself out? You found your gems. You still have gems you need to find. And you're you're on this continuous path in this journey of of being yourself and and finding yourself. We're constantly trying to find ourselves. And that is something that is just so fucking powerful and beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so much magic in the story and, and writing your story. 
and, and making it go the way you want to go. It takes strength to do that. It takes work every day. Your thoughts shape your life. Yes. And that's why what you do is so important and how affirmations run so deep in your veins. It feels it's like you are manifesting the life mm -hmm. you want to live. So yes, yes they're not just hippy dippy words like that, that are just, oh, that's not going to work. Well, if you give it two shots and don't do it, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the yeah. gym. You can't go twice and expect to gain muscle. Mm -hmm. I've been going to the gym for six years. And I feel like, you know, just within like the last two years, I'm really like, yeah, <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can see it. I'm like, holy shit, these muscles, like what the fuck? Okay. Hell yeah. I saw you working out before this. So I was like, wow, she's getting that pump on. <laughs> oh, I was getting those endorphins going. <laughs> yes. You were getting, I getting ready. That, I was hitting that dopamine. <laughs> God, it felt good. But yes, I mean, everyone who was writing their story out there, just continue to write it. And keep trying. I mean, manifestation. It's so funny when people are like, Oh, I'm going to manifest it. Let's just say it. Oh, I'm going to do this. Mm. And then they don't talk about it. They don't talk about it again. I'm like, that's not manifesting. You have to constantly write it down, say it in your mind and then actively work at it. And like my, my favorite thing ever is like affirmations, but also I have, I invited incredible people into my lap, my life the past three months. Mm -hmm. And that was like after June to July, mid July, I was going through that struggle. And I was, I kind of was in an identity crisis, not mm -hmm. for myself, but like who, like where I belonged in okay. social settings with a breakup, I was losing people. I didn't really know where to go. And I wrote down, I was like, I'm tired of feeling this way. I know I can attract amazing people. I know that what I do for myself is incredible. I put the work in. So I'm going to find people who are like-minded and who are going to be on this journey with me. Yeah. I wrote down, I attract like-minded individuals. I attract uh, beautiful people who inspire and are creative and challenge themselves in a day-to-day. -day. Literally the next week, I met two of my best friends who are with, we celebrated our three month anniversary yesterday. There it is. Manifestation. Manifestation. It, it works. But the best thing you have to get, this is like the secret sauce yes. I find with manifestation is that you have to get your, you have to raise your vibration when you're manifesting. So if that means putting on your favorite happy go lucky song and dancing like a fool in your room while you're manifesting it, that's, yep. that's when you're attracting all you the, bring energy the energy to you. Yes, you do. And you really, you make things happen in your life. You need to speak them into, into existence. And then you need to take action towards that. And I heard someone say like, if there is, if there is a version of yourself, you're trying to become, you need to start acting like that in order yes. to become that. So oh my God, amazing. That's what you start doing. And I had set goals for myself. I'm like, you know what I want? I want specific sponsorships in my life. And I would just grind and put my head down and, and do the work I needed to do. And if you're a good person and you put out good into the world, it comes back to you. Yes. It comes back tenfold. You know what? I'm at a time in my life with the pandemic that, that happened 
it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle financially. And I'm very grateful for the fact that I have my parents. I am Italian. So it's very, and Canadian, it's more normal here for, for people to live with their parents still. I feel Mm -hmm. like in the States, it's not so common. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of you guys move out at a very young age, but especially as Italians, we're very traditional. Yeah. (laughs) We're very traditional. Um, But anyways, it's been a, it's been a struggle and there have been dark, dark days for me during this where I've just cried because of a lack of work. And I mean, I created my own projects. I started um, coaching meditations online with one-on-one with clients. I was doing what I could, um, but it, it still wasn't enough for me. And I just, it's really important for you to, to find things that spark joy in your life um, so that you can really continue to do what you love, but nurture yourself at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're coming to an end here. And I think this is a great segue into to letting our listeners know in your thoughts, how, how can they spark joy into their life and to carry that on? Yeah. Um, lean into the, lean into the curiosity, lean into those little thoughts that, that you have that, that you don't tell anyone about those little, those little thoughts that excite you that you wouldn't even dare to talk about. You're like, Oh yeah, that's something I would really want to do. Follow that. Follow those little curiosities and, and, and really try and imagine what you would be like living your happiest life and what you're doing, who you're surrounded by. Really try to envision that, what that looks like for you, utter, utter happiness. And, and then slowly see, just explore, experiment. I think going, going at life with more of like a light, playful, experimentative way experiment that word (laughs) (laughs) it works (laughs) yeah um I think just approaching it with a fun curiosity is a great way to find out what you like and what you don't like and that's the beauty if you don't like something you can change it nothing's permanent there's such a beauty in in impermanence Mm -hmm. and knowing that whatever chapter you're going through good or bad it's it will pass yes and just doing little things that no matter how hard life gets that you carve out that time for yourself to express when I'm not dancing, my favorite thing to do in the world is paint. I love painting acrylic landscapes of nature. And that's, I I notice that's a part of me that, that I have to, I have to unleash. I have to let that, I have to um, feed that craving. Yes. And then you let it flow out of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a good painter. Like you don't have to be the best at everything. Yeah. If it brings you joy, do it. Oh my gosh. Yes. I like to sing. Not a great singer. Sing your heart out though. Like if it makes you happy. Like. that's a- Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do what brings you joy. I love that. And it's, it's more of like when you kept saying that, like the curious, like go for the curious. It reminds me of my favorite book from like Disney, like Pixar, like, the curious and curiouser, like Alice in Wonderland, like be curious and yeah. fall down that rabbit hole and find yeah. yourself. And just don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Like people are worried about their own lives. They're really like, 
it's like, I hate to burst your bubble and my bubble, but we're really not that important in someone else's life. Like, I think we, because we're, we're important in our own minds. We think that other people are continually thinking about like, what are they going to do? And what's the next chapter? Maybe some people do watch us on that level, but like, whatever. Yeah. You, it's important to make sure that you are happy and you're doing things for for you and not other people. That is an important one. You have to look out for yourself. You are your own mm. MVP. And again, yeah, no one is looking at you as closely as you're looking at yourself. So give yourself yeah. some grace, cheer yourself on, root for yourself and choose yourself because then that's going to trickle in to other people choosing you or, you know, life choosing you in good ways. But when it, when it doesn't choose you, don't beat yourself up on it. Just choose yourself once again. For sure. You know, the more I followed my passions and the more I leaned into that curiosity, um, I realized what I was meant to do. And part of my life moving forward, I was thinking, but what am I going to do after I'm done dancing as a performer? And for me, that was a big question that I needed to answer. And I just further tapped into that curiosity. And that's how I discovered that I wanted to put together I Empower Movement. Um, basically, I Empower Movement is a workshop that I take to high schools and elementary schools. And I educate students on the power of movement and mindfulness and using movement as a form of preventative mental health to shape your life, to shape your mind, to help your body, to experience joy. Um, but I'm also helping students meditate for the first time, which is, which is a beautiful practice that I think you can give anyone. And, and I often have students ask me, like, how often do you think I should meditate? And I say, well, how often do you brush your teeth? Meditation is the dental hygiene of the mind. Yeah. It must be worked on daily. That is a good way to pitch that to students, like for them to actually wrap their mind around that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the mind is constantly going, and especially with how much distraction is thrown at us yeah. on the daily. Yeah. We need, we need a fighting chance Definitely. because otherwise we go into like overload our brain. It just needs a chance to, to simmer and breathe. And if you don't, it gets exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And overload and like burnout type thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's been my exciting project. And I, I hope that it'll continue to grow as I grow. Yeah. Well, let's say, where can they find you, you know, on Instagram, on TikTok, and your, I am movement, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can follow me on my main account, uh, for TikTok and Instagram at Alexia Monardo, A-L-E-X-I-A-M-O-N-A-R-D-O. And then on Instagram at iampower.mvmnt. So iampower.movement. Yeah, there I am. Love it. And I will link these as well. So if anyone's like, what did she just say? I need to follow her. I'm going to link them <laughs> in the description because that's how I would be. And reach out to Alexia and let her know that you mm-hmm. listened to this episode and how much it inspired you because I know I'm inspired. I cried. That means it's a good thing. That means it was a great (laughs) episode. It's been an absolute honor talking with you on this. Thank you so much for having me. You're just a lovely soul. And I'm just so blessed and grateful that I've been able to connect with you in this social media way. World. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Social media can be used for great things. And that's bringing 
amazing people together. And I can fully stand by that. Me too. (laughs) Well, thanks friends for listening. Thank you again. Come on back to let's chat with Jay Bax for our next guests. We'll see you then. Peace, love. (laughs) How do you feel?